Hello, folks, and welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Dave. That's Scott, and we are we are going to review 1982's Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. Hell the yeah! Best, the absolute best. Listen to what I'm saying. The best Star Trek movie ever made, bar none. Don't care. Not going to argue. The best Star Trek movie ever made. And what that, folks, think, is our review of Star Trek yeah. II, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Tune in it. next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. Um, I'm right there yeah. with you on that. Um, as I always tell people, this is Wrath of Khan is, Star Tr- is to Star Trek what Empire is to Star Wars. Yeah. It's... yeah. I, I, I said to the wife last night watching Wrath of Khan, and I'm sitting there waiting for Khan to meet Chekhov and all this. And I'm just, oh, this is so good. I look, and I'm I'm literally saying the lines before they say them. And Kat right. just starts laughing at me. I said, I've seen this movie like I don't know how many times. I saw this thing at the theater about 10 or 15 times by myself as a right. kid. I would just keep going and then I would sit there. Because back in the day you could sit in the theater like three or four oh, shows. Oh yeah, nobody care. You could just sit they through all the shows. Um, but I would just sit there and watch this thing and just I I don't know initially why other than some of the action and the space shots and stuff but now as an adult i i really get why i enjoyed the movie so much mm-hmm. but I, I remember looking at cat and i said you could if you've never seen any star trek movies you could start with this star trek movie and watch all the rest with no problem and never see the very first one the very first one was basically just a waste it, is, it had some good stuff in it. You and I talked about it last week. It's a, a good story. Ago. It's it, it, poorly executed. Yeah. Um, and this this character, Khan, is based on a character, Khan Noonien Sung, from the television series, the original series, Star Trek, called yep. Space Seed. And I Which, texted you last night and I asked you, did you watch it? Did you watch it? I did. Let, let, let's back up a little bit. Okay. And um, I... I had seen this before, but I completely right. forgot about it because I remember seeing some of these scenes. Maybe I caught it when it was on a rerun or something. Right. Because uh, I remember um, Kirk beating his ass. And, oh, yeah, uh, with the pipe. Yeah, I remember that scene well. I was like, oh, I remember this. But it was really cool because, folks, if you haven't seen Starseed, is that what it is? Space Seed. Space Seed. Space Seed. Um, mm-hmm. That is, it's in the first season, I believe, of the original series. And I take believe, a look I at think so, yeah, yeah. Um, it when it stops, it's right before this movie, so it sets up this movie perfectly. So mm-hmm. they will reference in the movie the yeah. events here. It's really cool to see this and who his wife was. Oh, she was, uh, um, uh, Kent looked her up last night because yeah. she was trying to figure out who she was, but she was on. She was well, in some westerns, and she yeah, she, she had, was on a soap opera. I, I forget her name, but the the fact is, I didn't realize, you know, when in in the Wrath of Khan, he talks about his, losing yeah. his wife, and then yeah, you but, find out she was actually part of the Enterprise crew, who right. basically was became a traitor because right. she was so enamored by the yeah. wonderful physique of a gorgeous Ricardo Montalban. What more can well, you say? Who wasn't? I want that chest. I want Ricardo yeah. Montalban's chest. I keep working at it. It's not working. I'm sorry. Now, I, keep, I do the push-ups. I press the weights. So we'll we'll just ignore that they have a Mexican playing an Indian, but that's okay. <laughs> well, the, the whole thing used to be that people were saying because Khan is Sikh. He's supposed yeah. to be a Sikh. Mm-hmm. And the biggest complaint even back then was People would say he's not a Sikh. He doesn't have the beard and all this. Right. And part of the lore is that in rebellion to the humans and to the people that he that he, in India that he had to deal with, he shaved his uh-huh. face. Hey, that's a good. That's a he good. Shaved, uh, he would keep his face shaven and his hair short as, as part of as his his rebellion, rebellion against humanity. And I when I heard that, I was like, that somebody came up with that real quick, and that was kind of cool. That explains why. One of the things I got because I watched Space Seed was mm-hmm. it helped explain. Okay, so when you watch Wrath of Khan, you wonder why? Why is yeah. Khan so damn obsessed with destroying Kirk? Yeah. It's 
I don't think life. it's so much Kirk. It's you put something in Khan's path. He will not stop until he conquers it because that's right. how he was genetically modified. Him and right. the other tyrants who had split off and were ruling the world. Wow, they thought a lot of the 1990s what was going to happen. We yeah. didn't even it get space travel. Took him 20, <laughs> took him about 20 years to get to this point. Yeah. An <laughs> <laughs> extra 20 years to get to, get to World War Three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're, was it wrong so far, though? Yeah. No, no, not entirely. Not entirely. And, but and um, I remember as a kid knowing, you know, Khan was a good bad guy. He's a good villain. And all oh, well, but yeah. like over the years, I've really realized why Khan was like one of the reasons he was just so insane for Kirk and blood was because Kirk, he looked at Kirk. He murdered his wife. I think he could have accepted all the other deaths that happened with all yeah. his other people that were with him. But when it, when his wife died, I think that's what made him snap. He I snapped think, because it's not logical. It's not Kirk's fault that the planet went off exactly. axis. <laughs> so, but Kirk he was excited to be left. To he was excited to be left there. He yeah, was like a new world to conquer. And it's like, yeah. okay. And it's like, why are you coming after Kirk? You little bastard. <laughs> but when his wife died, I think that's what made yeah. his mind snap. Cause I think he was so in, in love with his wife. Yeah. They had good you know chemistry. I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's a good like is when you spot when you watch Space Seed, and I recommend anybody out Absolutely. there watch Space Seed first, then watch Wrath of Khan, and you'll see that he just snapped. Because yeah. I mean, granted, he is. your planet just gets wiped out and you're surviving, you know, day to day, minute by minute on a desert wind swept world that's been knocked out of its orbit. Mm-hmm. But the thing that made him snap was, I think, his wife. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, in the introduction be- with him and uh, Chekhov. Yeah. Did you realize the problem with that? I do. I do. Now, we can probably explain that. Well, because oh, Chekhov yeah. is nowhere in that episode. However, mm-hmm. the Enterprise is big. Yep. You don't see everything. He met Chekhov somewhere in there yep. because yep. that's the only way to explain it. Because I was like, there's no Chekhov. Off camera. He knew off who camera. Chekhov was because of being off camera. He's seen yep. him somewhere off camera. And I've heard people explain it. Like Harv Bennett, I think, uh, talked about it. And uh, uh, Nichols, Nich- mm-hmm. Nicholas, Nick, uh, my mind went blank on the guy who, yeah. uh, Nicholas Meyer. I keep uh, wanting to make the Nichols his last name. <clears throat> but I think Nicholas Meyer explained it a little bit like, yeah, he just met him off. off yeah, it, it makes sense. That's so the only thing. That that big of, but it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I think this is one of the best introductions. And tell me if you agree or not. This is probably for me. Next to Darth Vader coming through the double doors on the the, the rebel ship in Star Wars. I think this is the best introduction to a villain. You see him, he Ron wraps his face That's and he light. starts talking, he talks a little bit. He talks to the captain, he talks to Chekhov and then he walks up to Chekhov and he looks at the captain that, that's with Chekhov first and says, you, I don't know. And then he turns to Chekhov and you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. And he says, you, I never forget a face. And he names him Chekhov. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh shit! And Chekhov's just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of all the people to find here, <laughs> yeah. Damn so it. it's it's um it's really neat though that he is when when you think of Star Trek villains, this is one that definitely is the first first to mind. Um, he's it. Yeah. He's, he's so the villain good. next to, I think next to Klingons, Khan. Next to Klingons, um, and I have a new favorite, which is Vatic Amanda Plummer. I thought was brilliant, yeah, in yeah. her role, and especially what I did uh, after watching this, I went through and I watched all the trailers for all the movies again, back to back. Oh, nice! So when I get to Undiscovered Country, um, you see Amanda's dad spinning yeah. in the chair, and it's like there it is. There's her Unlip, movements. Unslip the dogs. Yeah, the and it, and he and she acts just like him in that. And it's like oh wow, really cool. Really I'm cool. telling you, I think they only missed the mark on I, not having her resemble a Klingon. That would have been awesome. I would dude. have loved if she would, because if she could, you imagine that I would have just pooped my pants. If what if she'd have been a descendant? 
would have turned around and yeah, and been the Klingon warrior, I'd been like, oh my God, they nailed that one. That would have been awesome. That, that to me was an obvious, it yeah. was an obvious like. Yeah, I'm not mad with the way they went with it. No, um, I, no, no, yeah. no, no. But to me, but that was just like that would have been those, awesome. That was a near miss, you know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, maybe but, two uh, on the nose, but yeah. But back to Wrath of Khan, yeah. how he gets aboard the Reliant, and I like how they, they, they at one point ask Kirk asks, "Where's the crew of the Reliant? Did he kill him?" He's like, "No, they're on. They're on back on the." surface of the planet so he got rid of them so whenever all the attack happens and he's blasting the ship you know yeah you don't have to worry about like fuck he's killing all the people that are on the reliant but even then i'm sorry you'd have to you would you, all, would, have you would have to blow that thing out to. of the sky out of space yeah yeah and it, this this one coming off of the motion picture into right. star trek to wrath of khan these movies are night and day. This has got action. This reintroduces the humor that we're used to because you have the camaraderie yeah. of McCoy and Spock and Kirk. You, it just this movie is much more human. It's got more yeah. excitement. It's got space battles. It looks really good. Um, Man, those models so are great. So good. I uh, there's a scene where it's Captain Kirk's birthday. The movie opens on the bridge of the Enterprise and Christy Alley as Savick, which I, you know, nothing against the other lady that played Savick, but Christy Alley will always be Savick to me. Mm -hmm. Every, the, I wish to God she would have done the other movies, but for whatever reason, she never did. Yeah. Um, she's on the bridge. They're going through the uh, Kobayashi Maru test. Hold on, hold on, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hey, sorry about that, folks. I have no idea where we actually left off with uh, Dave on some sort of tangent or rant or something about well, it, some it Klingons about, or something. Um, <laughs> some of the cool stuff that, that was going on with these guys, like uh, yeah. McCoy and Spock. Yeah. Like it, they reintroduced all these guys. And there's a scene with Kirk and McCoy in... Uh, that's right. It's his birthday. That's yeah. right. It's his birthday. That, that's what's going on. And I remember... Uh, and I, I'm trying to remember where I was at. Sorry, folks. No, no, no yeah. Back on the bridge doing the Kobayashi Maru. That's it. Uh, but, Christie Alley and the Kobayashi let, let, Let's Maru. talk about that. that. You bring that up. That's great. This is one of the things that this movie is most known for. And just because of this whole scene of this this test that all cadets right. and um, prospects, captain prospects and everything need to t go through is the Kobayashi right. Maru, which is an unwinnable situation. And it's to teach them how to deal with loss and death because it's going to happen. But Kirk happens to be the only, only one who is ever successfully passed the Kobayashi because Mara. he changed the programming. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was really cool because he didn't believe in unwinnable situations, and that that's this is great because this whole that whole scene it, while it's humorous and it's kind of exciting because you don't know what's going on when you first see this movie what is right. this who wh yeah. why are yeah. spock's dead mccoy's dead what's going on here you know dying? yeah and um it really shows it shows who james tiberius kirk really is right and it's really right. it, it's good it's good and shatner just just i mean god bless him i love him on screen the scenery doesn't he god <laughs> yes <laughs> The reason I bring that, that that particular scene up is there is I don't know. Did you see it this at the theater or was it video? Yeah, but it's I'm a few market. years older than you, so I'm not sure yeah. if I was how, twelve how when it came out. Okay. Yeah, so I saw it. Yeah. I uh, I remember the news about Spock's death. Mm-hmm. Oh big. yeah, dude. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, you know, Leonard Nimoy's leaving! Oh my God, you can't." You there? There's no way it's gonna. They're not gonna work. And I remember watching this, and they had me. They got me fooled for about two minutes in that scene, because every, like you said, everybody's dying, and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And then Spock gets up, and you're like, oh, they had it. They they were just effing with us. Okay, I get it. And then as the movie was going on, I was like, no, that wasn't his death. That that wasn't Spock's death. Because they get you though. Because you're like, yeah. oh, they. Because you yeah, know the rumor. <laughs> you see Nick Spock die. You see him stand back up. And even Kirk even looks at him and says, 
aren't you dead? Aren't you supposed to be dead? That's the joke. That's that's the ha ha. We see you, fans. We respect you, but we're still going to do it. We're still going to do it, and it's going to hit even harder now. And you're going to love it when we do it. And man, that is, I don't want to jump too far ahead yet, but there's a scene that I'm going to go back to Kirk and McCoy. McCoy brings him uh, Romulan Ale. Romulan Ale, of course. And they're sitting there talking, and McCoy's just going off on a tangent. You, you know, you should be in a spaceship. You should, yeah, you're jerking around and f this. And he's not really swearing, but that's kind of sounds like Picard. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. I mean, but he's he's telling Kirk, you know, you're wasting your time. You you don't want to freaking be here. You you dumbass, just do your job. And Kirk sits back. He's like, don't mince words, McCoy. Or don't mince words, Bones. Tell me what you really think. And I, to this day, use that. When somebody's complaining and bitching, I always look at him and say, don't hold back. Tell us what you really think. And I got it from that. Yeah. <laughs> from movie. It's like, it's just one of those things that I'm always yeah. like, or like me and the wife will be doing something and we're like, just overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, this is just, the life sucks right now. And one of us will inevitably go, we're being Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Just stuff like that. I thought was funny. What yeah. What's one of your favorite scenes in the movie? Mine is like the opening with uh, the introduction of Khan. You know he's there. You know the whole movie is about him. His name is in the title, yeah. but when he introduces himself and he, you just see that Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, reach chest. Yeah, Man. I I don't know if I have a favorite scene in the movie because there's just so many moments in it. Um, I wish I, if I had any complaints, I wish they could have handled Kirk meeting his son a little bit better, like they did in Picard. But in in all fairness, yeah. Picard had multiple seasons or multiple ep- episodes to do this. Right. They right. really didn't have a lot of time. Um, so I think that could have been more it could have been better yeah. but i get it we're, we got to keep this concise we got to keep it going so right. in all honestly they could have left that whole that it wasn't even important to the storytelling at all right so right but but it was um, nice for the fans to know that kirk had a son true absolutely i remember thinking i remember seeing that and thinking oh that's cool kirk you know yeah he's not gonna yeah. die alone and in space and he dies alone and in space <laughs> we'll get there we're on our way to that yeah I'm wondering when we get there if I'm going to dislike it as much as I did when I first saw it. Uh, you're going to dislike it more. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I, I know I already don't like it, but yeah. will, will it be worse than the motion picture? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's up there. It's up there. Uh, there's just so much good stuff in this. There movie. is. There is. I love the little worms that. Um, Khan has uh to take oh, their yeah. larva to take control my kind of a mind control it's a neat gag and they do a really good job with the effects on it because i remember as a kid yeah. seeing that oh, yeah. just being so weirded out by this little thing going in your ear and yeah. and wrapping around your brain and all of that so it was uh that was cool i remember reading as a kid that that almost got it a rated r i don't know how true it is but it almost got it a rated r rating because of the the thing with the you know go digging into the yeah. ear, and I I'm guessing Harv Bennett or Nicholas Meyer just went nuts and said, "Are you effing yeah, kidding me? On. Stop it!" You know, it's come on. There's you see really worse stuff not than that. There. Just walking down the street, even back in the '80s, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well. Trying to think of any other rumors that I heard. Oh, um, Ricardo Montalban, the most mentally Mexican that ever lived, has got that tremendous chest i mean my god i see that chest and i'm like god it almost looks fake it's so perfect and that's what people were saying he's wearing a prosthetic he's wearing a prosthetic ricardo montalban even back in space seat if you look at look at him he's still ripped then as like damn (laughs) he was a bodybuilder and i didn't know this until i didn't know that i started reading about him he was a he was an avid bodybuilder well it's obvious the reason you never saw it was because of the suits that he was always wearing at the cut he had everything custom fit 
Right. Unlike a guy like Stallone or Schwarzenegger, who they they still want all their muscles to rip out. And look, I'm a big guy. Ricardo Montalban wanted to look good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he, he wanted to be a rich Corinthian leather. And that I was that's the difference between the uh, the tailoring. Mm-hmm. It's like interesting. Good, yeah, because I don't, I don't remember to... him being looking bulky at all on Fantasy no. Island. Um, no, because of those suits. So yeah. I mean, you just you make him look dapper, and he always looked dapper. He oh, yeah. never looked big, but he always had that freaking chest and those arms. I mean, there's a couple of shots of his arms in this because he's wearing sleeveless stuff. Right, he's got like chains around him, and he there's a couple of points where he's just doing something, and you're just like, "Geez, man, that guy was built. He was built like a brick shit house. <laughs> that <Yeah>. guy, <laughs> definitely. You know, so." um yeah, that's that's not a fake chess, folks. No. It's not a. It's not. It's just. It's him. yeah. I could I could see why wants. people would think that because it was it was just way too perfect. But uh, yeah, some people just have all the luck, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Genetics, yeah. the great accent. Yeah. <laughs> the and what, suave what, debonair look. <laughs> what's cool about this character is is as I'm looking forward to this next season of Strange New Worlds. Um, because they're dealing with the eugenics uh, issue yeah. with yeah. Uh, Una Chin and also the fact that his Khan's de- descendant is on the bridge of the Enterprise with yeah, Pike. And I'm so trying to think whether she's because if he's a direct if she is a direct descendant, i.e. like a great, great, great grandchild or mm-hmm. something, that means she's got some genetic altering in her, too. Um, but they never say who what side of the family she's on like right like is she a direct descendant or is she a cousin of a brother or you know what i mean it sounded like a direct descendant and it's a very seems like a very touchy subject of course because at this time it's like this is completely outlawed i mean that's Mm -hmm. why they arrest number one at the end and yeah that oh yeah i'm gonna turn off my i'll probably wind up turning off my paramount letting that season run all the way it's and then hard. when it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really tough because I don't want to talk to you about it. And I'm going to, oh, I'll try not to it. spoil it, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try and wait for the entire season and then bang or drop yeah. in like the, when there's only like, like one or two episodes left finish um, it up. and then finish it up. But yeah, dude, I've already put the, the season of strange new worlds in my queue. I've put uh Picard mm-hmm. that, that they're on discs. So I got them in my queue. Oh, nice. I, I want the original. I don't want them to re-edit and re-anything. I just want the original. I That's understand. What I love about hard copy stuff. Why I like. I can't books. argue that. That's why I like. It. If I can buy find an old VHS tape of a movie that I haven't seen in years, I will buy that VHS tape if it's still working. Because yes, yeah. I still have a VHS player and I can record my movies. <laughs> I have tried to go completely digital, and sometimes it works really well, and sometimes uh, I have to scour the internet trying to find a freaking movie. So, well, my uh, <laughs> my problem with digital, and this could be on the other podcast too, uh, which is Never World Podcast. Never World Podcast, folks. <laughs> and we talk about aliens, well, everything, aliens. We talk about government conspiracies just conspiracy stuff in general and my thing is they can edit anything they want if it's digital and they mm-hmm. can just drop it out of your file and fuck you, True. If you and they do like it. they do and they do it in the it. video game realm where you'll have bought something and there's been a couple cases where it has been completely removed and if you didn't save it somewhere you yep. could never download it again. It's happened a few times, and that was like yeah. one of the biggest fears. It's like, hey, I paid for something. But mm-hmm. um, given the magic of the internet, there's if there's a will, there's a way. Those have made their way back in, and you can get them if you look. Yeah, <laughs> so you it's, know where to look. You know where uh, to get look. Get a VPN so. is all I'm saying. Uh- <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, this this movie is... Sorry, is 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 fun man it's got the action it's got the great villain it's got the humor that i love so much with this cast this one of my biggest problems was i never watched a lot of the next generation at all i've watched the movies i like the movies better than i do the series and my problem with the series came across so dry and so serious Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't fun it didn't have at, at times it had yeah. the humor, but yeah. it didn't have the levity that I don't know. There was a certain chemistry between the main cast of the original mm-hmm. series that and now the cast, the next generation cast has that chemistry as we just watched in Picard. Right, it's just I right. think 
at the time, um, it was just, I don't know. It was just too slow and dry. For me in the next generation, when they got rid, I don't want to say they got rid of, but when Gene Roddenberry stopped having hands-on on everything, that's when the story started get, getting better. Interesting. And he, The network would come in and want to do a story and you know have some kind of conflict between some of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, McCoy and Spock. You oh, they're they always going at each other. Yeah. You knew those two loved each other, man. They were you green blooded. Yeah, but McCoy would just go off on him. Oh, oh yeah, you blood, you green blooded inhuman bastard kind of thing. And Spock would be like, "Oh, you're feeling your emotions are going to be your undoing." Ha ha ha! And they, they you could tell they were friends other, though. But they loved each other. They were friends. Yeah. He didn't want any kind of anything like that with with the new crew, and yeah. that was bad. That. It it showed, showed it's man. Really it's bad. like it felt so like oh this is I don't want to watch these guys. Um, for me, the next generation in Star Trek got good whenever Worf got his hair long mm. and started being ba and started beating people's butt. Yeah, the problem with that in that series for me is Worf. They always had him getting his ass kicked. You know, he, really? he'd be, he's a freaking Klingon and he'd go up to fight somebody and he'd get knocked down. And it's like, really? No, ah, I'm having a problem with that. But eventually they got him tougher and tougher. Right. Because I did. think other people started going, uh, he is a Klingon. You know, he's not yeah. going to just go down and, and take a look at him fuck. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when the Borg got on there. Yeah. Now, I did watch all the Borg season and stuff yeah, like that. I love that- I love that. When that got on there, that's when it really, yeah. really got good. That's when I think they started playing a little bit looser with, with yeah. the friendships and going, okay, yeah, and it, about this, it is and do this, and so that to me was, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. The yeah, that, that's what I was getting was really at. Is rough to watch for me. Yeah, as soon as they the, got rid of Wesley, I was, I was fine. I was like, thank God, he's off the show. You know, and and stand Will Wheaton. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to dog Will Wheaton um, at all. Uh, I just didn't care for the character, and that's not oh, Will's fault. Was terrible. That's not Will's fault, and wasn't you know, well, but he's got his redemption. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he did. We'll he give did, him uh, that. He, he spotted up. It was it the second or third series he shows up in, in second, season, second um, season at the, end, the right? final episode yeah. as the traveler, which we know that he left as a traveler um, yeah. in the next generation. Right, yeah. and I thought that was pretty cool. That was a nice tip of the hat. It him. was. It was. And that got everybody in. That gets everybody yeah. into the show. Absolutely. Um, trying to think, what did I really? The the models that they had for this. Oh, the models were great. Con, and then they have them passing. And I love the fact that Savick has told Captain Kirk in the rule book, it says, if nobody's talking to you, you raise your damn shields. And Kirk's like, yeah, you know, okay, we'll, we'll go. To oh, yeah, she gets scolded by Spock or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Spock is like, yeah, the captain knows what he's doing. Just relax. And they've all been teamed together for so long. It's almost like Spock has missed, missed this one weak point. Yeah, you know, instead, because at one point Spock would have been the one turning mm-hmm. around, going, "Hey, uh, rule number one is raise your shields," and that comes back to bite him in the ass. Hard. It does, and I love Kirk's response to Savick. Go oh, on, yeah. go on the rules, <laughs> please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After everything calmed down and they're just barely limping away, he's like, "Yeah, Commander Savick, you just keep uh, keep the book open." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah, you were right. Yeah. And he basically. In that sentence, he's looking directly at her. And in that sentence, Shatner does the absolute unbelievable. He admits, the character admits, I'm absolutely wrong. You are absolutely right. And keep doing your job. No matter what stupid thing I say, Yeah, keep doing your job. And that, and it's just in that, that sentence when he says, keep quoting the rules or keep you know yeah something like that yeah it that is just all and it's in the eyes when he's looking at because he's like wiping his sweat off his head and he's just don't let me forget basically don't let me forget that we're not all indestructible and right. i thought wow what a great piece of acting. i just you know we needed a clay- moment <laughs> we needed wharf over there it's a good day to die yeah, that was the only thing missing. <laughs> but the, the Klingons at this point are enemies. So, yeah, and we enemies. will see that start to change by the time we get to the last of the original series movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
One of the things, this is a nitpick, and maybe there's an okay. explanation for it, but it deals with Savic. Uh, okay, please do. <laughs> Savic is crying when Spock is dead. Yeah. She's a Vulcan. Yeah. That's an emotion. It is. So Vulcans, Vulcans do have emotions. Okay. They do not have emotions. This, this is something that I read in one of the books that I that I read a few years ago and some other like little histories of that are supposed that were supposedly Gene Roddenberry approved. Okay. Now the thing with Vulcans is in public, they do not show any emotion. Uh-huh. In public, they are very stoic. In their home, they can have emotions. So they're Mandalorians with their helmets. (laughs) So compared to humans, though, even in the home, they're much more subdued. But whereas a father may not, you know, hug and kiss his kid on the forehead, like in public, when they're at home, he may put his hand on the kid and, you know, good job, son. See, I I didn't know that. I I thought it was like a complete cleansing of emotion and gone and they're just almost robotic. That's what they do for the, uh, the culinar. Right. Not that, and that's like you're becoming a priest. You're becoming a high, oh, a higher, okay. A that makes more sense now. You become like a like a Buddhist monk kind of yeah. thing. I mean, we can um, excuse Spock because uh, he is uh, half human. He is half human. Uh, Savic surprised me, me, but that makes sense now. Savic, when you see Savic crying, to me, that just showed to me how much Kirk meant to her, because she'd been in his classes or he's been in her training. Mm-hmm. all through the academy yeah. because that's what they make a reference to when kirk comes aboard the ship right and kirk says are your people ready for me and he's like well my you know i i've what did he say about my my troops oh no the our cadets have come to know you over over their time at the academy or something to that effect yeah and that lets you know he's been with these guys they're they're yeah. they're willing to do whatever he says because he's been training them and Savic probably even more so because she's going through the captain's captain's training, and she's really yeah. she's almost a captain of a of a starship at that point. And what's neat is um, Kirk in this particular movie with his friend who has the ship, he doesn't want to take command. Right, right. Because so, he's like, it's probably just nothing. It's no big deal. And yeah, it's, it's yours. Like, it's yours. And he's like. Kirk, uh, Jim, you forget, I have no emotion in this. Yeah, this, <laughs> so, this, isn't, a, this isn't an ego thing for me. This is a lo- see, logical thing. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing about Vulcans is mostly they don't have an ego. Yeah. And if they that's do, that's a better have way to ego, put it. They don't let, they don't allow anybody to know that they have an ego. Yeah. But really, if you're, if you're Spock and you know what this guy is capable of, and that's you the think logical, he's going to be the better man yeah. for the job, you're going to go. Oh, look it's 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 you it's fine you know i'm perfectly content doing what i was doing on another mission i might be the better captain but in this one i think you're gonna do, i think you're i think you're the guy we need <laughs> you know <laughs> and one of the things that if if folks if you haven't seen all of these movies especially the next one you'll miss a key scene in this of spock actually transferring pretty much his soul to mccoy <laughs> Right. So, right. I know where to. I, when I saw it, it's like there it is, there it is. Oh, yep, yep, there it is. Just yep. a little. And what's funny? Remember, is I, 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 I have read, and I don't know how true this is, but I have read that that was a pickup shot. That was a just in case. And I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how true it is, but I think that was one of those deals. Just in case Nimoy wasn't Leonard coming, but everybody was just like. You know what? I know you want to quit Leonard and you're out. You're you're out now if you don't ever want to come back. But we need to do something to get you in case you do want to come back. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's what I've heard. And I and I remember hearing Shatner, and again, don't know how true the Shatner story is because he loves to tell a good story. <sighs> that they were filming, and it was like right before they do the death scene with Spock, which is when I saw that at the theater the first time, man, I welled up. I could have, I was probably oh, it's a, it's a crying. punch in the gut, man. Oh, even to this day, I watch that scene and I'm like, that's how you kill a main character. That's how you kill He's, a legacy character. He was a hero. With all his, and with all his friends around. You don't stab him through a fucking, in the stomach of the lightsaber and throw him off a bridge. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw that movie. That movie doesn't exist. That movie blah, doesn't blah, 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 blah. exist for me. <laughs> 
but that's how you do it. That's I mean, you he had so much gravitas. He gave his life to save everybody on the ship. Yeah. And to save his friend. And that yeah. they their moment where their hands yeah. on the glass and they can't dude, touch, it's touching. They can't embrace man. Yeah. The, it's well done. Writer, God bless you, man. You did such a good job writing that. Like, like that's why they're on strike now, because that needs needs to be paid for. Absolutely. That needs to be Absolutely. Paid for. Um, but yeah, man, but the story that he tells is they were getting ready to shoot this and Leonard Nimoy walked over to the director and the producer and they're, they're like, have their, their private little moment. And then he, then they shoot the scene with Spock walking by and, and putting his hand, you know, remember, and, and, and Kurt and uh, Shatner's like, the son of bitches are going to bring him back. <laughs> but the way he tells the story is like really long. Like it's a 10 minute story. And then yeah. you're just laughing by the time the end of the story is yeah. done. It's just like, oh man, I wonder how true that is. <laughs> I've, I've been able, fortunate enough to run into Shatner at two conventions now and oh, nice. get, get a few minutes to actually oh. chat with him. Um, he's, he has a reputation of a complete asshole to fans and everything, but I will say for me, he has been nothing but kind and right. just, right. uh, do what you'd expect, you know? Um, yeah, it, 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 it's cool. So I just wanted to put that out there it's for all of you people that hear that. It's not always got, true. He's got a great sense of humor, man. And I he think does. that's what killed, killed him with a lot of the, uh, I've, cause I read some of his, some of his books, like the, the books where everybody's talking about him. Mm -hmm. how much they disliked him well he went and interviewed them all the only one that didn't give any kind of interview i think was james doohan james doohan for whatever reason hated him really and i i still cannot find out why wow he just hated him and i think it's because you know oh he'd just be awesome who knows <laughs> but it's like dude you were best friends with roddenberry you'd go out on his yacht all the fucking time Maybe you should have talked to him about a better part <laughs> or a bigger role. Well, I don't and know here's the thing. This this is a testament to how professional everybody was. Yeah. They may have hated everybody, each other, or may have all just, but when they came yeah. to work, they did it. And you cannot tell because they still have chemistry. So their, their right. hate is some bullshit right. that they needed to work through because they could obviously get along. I'm yeah, just they saying. They obviously work together. Yeah. Uh, I think check uh, check off. Um, Koenig, yeah, seems to be the only one who got along with everybody. That's from what I could read in this book. And Michelle Nichols was after she cleansed her soul with him and was like, you know, he did the interview and he's getting up and he's leaving. And I know we're talking about a lot of other things, but yeah, it's Star Trek. Into my mind, <laughs> like as he's getting up to leave, Michelle Nichols, she's like, oh, don't you want to hear about the bad stuff? And he had no idea. He was just talking about old days, like when did we do the show and right. this and that. And she's and he's like, what do you mean bad stuff? And she's like, didn't you know how much everybody hated you? And that was like the first time anybody said anything to him. Like you're working together, you're doing. That had to be a shock. Yeah, and it, he says it was in the book, and I forgot which the name of the book, which book it was in. But he basically sits back down, turns back on the recorder, and says, "Tell me, tell me everything." Wow. And they talked and talked, and a lot of it is in is in his book. In, oh in wow, one of the books. I need to check that out. And it seems like after that, those two got to be a little bit closer. But she did say she does in that whole thing talk about her being really sick. And something was going on. She's getting ready to quit the show. She tells the story of um, Martin Luther King. To Martin Luther King Jr. And, yeah. But she's still getting ready to quit the show at some point. And something happened where she like was just passing out. And she's like, I want to say I, I, William Shatner just picked her up like a rag doll and carried her to wherever she had to be. I forgot whether it was to, to hmm. the car and drove her home or to, to like to the car to, to have someone drive her home. But she says that he just picked her up like she was nothing in his arms. And she goes, I will never forget just being swept off my feet. by William Shatner. She goes, and I didn't even like the guy at the time, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was just one of those deals where as a, as a man, you step in, you take control of the bad situation and you help. Yeah. And that's what he did. He didn't, he had no idea that anybody didn't like him. 
yeah. and Leonard Nimoy, they just handled it differently. Nimoy would sit there and talk to people. Yeah. Shatner just wanted to do the job, make sure it was successful and move on. And he would fuck with Nimoy. Nimoy would fuck with him. And I think that was the thing. He had he has got a just a sense of humor like mm -hmm. like you and I have. Like right. I think you and I would get along great with a guy like that, like with no problem. Yeah. And everybody would hate the three of us. <laughs> just one guy. <laughs> yeah. But it's just really interesting. If anybody has a chance to read the William Shatner books about the I'll cast. Have to check that out for sure. Of the series. Read those books because they're really eye-opening. Like yeah. really, really eye-opening. They're really good books. Yeah. I, the, I, only, the only ones I've talked to from the original series uh, has been Shatner, Nichelle, and Walter. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, Walter, when I saw him... He's he's was quite old. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, he's getting, but he was he was such a kind old. kind soul. And Nichelle Nichols, God bless her. Um, she was just it was just so, dude. I can't explain what it was like to be right in front of her, her oh, and I to and to actually it. shake her hand. And it's like yeah. this is and everything that she represents. It was just it was wonderful. Yeah, especially so, at the time. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know, just amazing. The, yeah. That show in general. Here's how you do a woke show, folks, and not Star be Trek. woke. <laughs> original Star Trek, series. the original series. <laughs> Roddenberry knew that in the future, people would be working together. Mm -hmm. And hopefully governments will stop trying to separate everybody. Yes. And just work together and look what you can do. Um, but he put her on, on the bridge of the Enterprise. And he actually got, he says, I don't know how true this is. I imagine there was a lot of truth to it. That he was getting blowback from oh, sure the higher ups in Hollywood because they're so open to diversity. Even then, you know, they would say one thing and, and do mm. another. That yeah. they were giving him a hard time. They wanted her off the bridge. They wanted her more background. They didn't want her to have any lines. All this shit. And Roddenberry, thank God, looked at them and said, "No, yeah, she's part of the crew." Yeah. Okay, then we got to get 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 rid of the guy with the devil ears. No, he's an alien race that that proves that humans can work with aliens that we're not getting rid of them and just so much stuff the makeup of that crew brought, yeah yeah they brought the uh the russian guy on mm -hmm. check off all of a sudden they were about ready to all have a meltdown he's like look this is two three hundred years in the future by then we're all friends we're all one planet we're all exploring space and they together. want to show that and they want to showcase yeah, they want that. To show that and they never got it even in the next generation, they didn't really get it. No, you still they still don't get it. They still don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, and the ones who say they do are the ones who are making the worst shows, in my opinion. Yeah, you yeah, know? the ones who like, try so hard. Yeah, we got to check this it. box. We got to do this. We got to do. No, you don't. Check you just got to write a good story. And yes, because mm -hmm. everything in Star Trek represents all aliens represent different races and people right. working together for the common good of mankind. Mm -hmm. They talk about it all the time right. sometimes they swing it with a damn hammer sometimes they don't but it's always the same yeah. message of love one another yeah but it's you know people god it just makes it it's disgust me this is some good this is a good movie i want to get back off of that and yeah, back to wrath, the <laughs> wrath of khan, even, wrath of khan. even touches on that Oh yeah, he he is genetic genetically superior there's a lot he, there he man pushes that and there's just from Space Seed to Wrath of Khan, you watch those two back to back, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. And if you've never, if you've never watched an original series episode before, watch Space Seed, then watch Wrath of Khan, and I think you will love the original series Star Trek. You will just go, "Holy oh, yeah, crap! It's, this is what, good stuff." One thing I'll say is on Paramount, um, the original series is all cleaned up, and yeah. the effects yeah. look to be enhanced. It looks really damn good yeah. for a show from the 60s. It's like, holy cow. And what I what I like about them doing the cleanup and adding the digital um, enterprise in this, and mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to watch even now, but what I do like is they didn't do a whole lot different. No. It, it in touched the up. Of the original series, the enterprise would be flying by uh, a planet, you know, just mm -hmm. doing like a float by. They still have that float by. They just have it with a better computer generated model. The planet mm -hmm. looks a little bit better and cleaner. Yeah, it's just, it's like noticeable. Original, yeah. I still like the original, but they don't go, 
oh, well, we're, let's see what we can really do. Let's see what angle we can shoot. You know, we're going to come down through the top. or through, We're just going to do a complete. They don't do that. It's just the original, basically the original shot. They don't Only add a bunch of creatures in yeah, that yeah, weren't exactly. there. They don't pull a George Lucas on it. And that's what they don't I have. Yeah, they don't have a cantina band just showing up for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, the acting in this? Yeah. The, the gravitas of Khan. Oh, my God. Ricardo Montalban. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. And he's just in this. He just plays such a good villain. Oh, absolutely. And he plays a good villain, folks. I cannot recommend this movie enough. The director, Harvey right. Bennett. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry, not Harvey. Harvey Bennett was, I believe, the producer. I'm sorry, I'm getting my my people mixed up. Nicholas Meyer is the director. Nicholas Meyer. Uh, Jack B. Sowards was the screenplay writer, and I wanted to make sure I said his name because this is a really good screenplay. It is. It this is, is how you do it. Well, and Harv Bennett was the, one of the guys who came up with the story, and I believe he was one of the producers. And, well, the and, fact that they uh, made a point to tie it in so perfectly, yeah. Um, I just, I, I love that that they that it just, mm -hmm. it just, it just works. I, I will, I will give my opinion on this. Must, must watch. It is out of the Star Trek movies, out of the nine that we're going to be reviewing. This is. Probably going to end up being my favorite. It's been a while since I've yeah. watched them all again. It's always been my favorite out of them. It'll probably stay that way. So going to be your favorite. There's what about you, Dave? That come, there's <laughs> only one or two that come kind of close, and they're still a mile off. Yeah. So, but because after this, favorite. I go to this first contact. So yeah, this is my yeah exactly. And even first contact, they got it wrong. I know. It's still good though. <laughs> but we'll talk about what they got wrong in first contact and how they kept screwing up Star Trek for a little while. When we get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, before we shut off, I just want to mention Paul Winfield, who plays Captain Terrell of the Reliant. Oh, yeah. One of my all-time favorite characters. And I was so depressed to have see what happens to that character. I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. You couldn't save the guy. <laughs> but it was, it was, again, it was a brave, it was a hero's death. Mm -hmm. Falling on your sword. That was a hero. It showed his his, yeah, his uh, true character. Like, yeah, it really did. Oh, such a good character, and he's such a good actor. Yeah, another guy that I just when I see him in something, I'm, I'm oh yeah, and I'm yeah. gonna watch him. I I think he's passed away now. I didn't double check, but I I think uh, probably Paul has passed away. But yeah, I mean Christy Alley, she's gone as well. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, BB Besh as Carol, the Doctor. Merritt Butrick was played David, which was uh, Kirk's son. Mm. He's passed away. Dang. I think he died in a car accident, if I remember correctly, years and years ago. Um, but yeah, a lot of the folks, I'm just going through the names and I'm like, holy crap, there's, yeah. there's nobody left. That's, that's going to happen as we review old ass movies. Um, there's hardly yeah. any left. Yeah, there's hardly any left. But man, they are good movies, folks. Yeah. Highly recommend Rathacon. Enjoy it watch space seed i, I yes absolutely space seed first you can do it either way but i definitely recommend watching it first and had i thought of it i'd have done that and just rolled right yeah. into the movie because it's just it's perfect it's good it's a good episode and i would recommend if you haven't watched the original movie yet <clears throat> watch the changeling yeah the original i need series. to go watch that one <clears throat> you'll you'll sit there and go why didn't they just release this at the theater <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have been better. I'm sure it is. But yeah, it's good stuff. Solid writing, solid acting. You just, I mean, you can't yeah. beat this movie, really. Not when it comes to science fiction and Star Trek. This this is still my favorite Star Trek. I got Deep Space Nine, the original series. They are like neck and neck. Yeah. I love Cisco. So yeah, I, I need to I need to journey into the Deep Space Nine. So yeah. It, it's good. I, I, I've I seen a few episodes, um, and that's about it. But I just never, never uh, tried to even get through it. So. Oh, I get it. I, I understand. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. When Cisco <laughs> shaves his head, and Worf comes on the on DS Nine, all hell's getting ready to break oh. loose, baby. <laughs> it builds up to that. That's cool. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, God bless Michael Dorn. He is. He is. He is definitely oh. a blessed actor because he has been in more Star Trek than any other Star Trek actor. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's amazing. That guy, yeah. I'd like see. That's a guy that I would like to meet because I think he's a really nice. He seems like a really nice guy. So I he would is. really like to meet him. Yeah. Out of all of them, I think he he's the one. Him and uh, uh, my mind just went blank. The guy who plays Data, um, Brent Spiner. Thank you, Brent Spiner. Are the like the two guys that I would just love to meet because Brent Spiner is underrated as an actor. Oh yeah. He played in a part in a movie called Out to Sea mm-hmm. with Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. <laughs> it was like one of the first things I saw him in after the original series or the next generation. And I just remember going laughing because he plays such he plays such a venomous little turd. It's just such a good character for him to play. And you're well, like, oh my God, I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I'll say about Brent is he's one of those people that when you uh, talk to him, you just smile. Um, yeah. He's got such a good energy. And most nice. of these people do. Um, yeah, I, nice. I, I love the Star Trek actors because they give the love back to their fans. You can go yeah. talk to them. You can mm-hmm. you can gush with them and they're they're happy. And they you can yeah. tell they love because they, they know they've been blessed with. I mean, you get on that show like that. What great is that? I mean, come on. So, and they, so the fact that they do give back to their fans is what's been yeah. amazing. Um, the Wrath, yeah, the Wrath of Wrath Khan. Khan, fucking awesome. I definitely say check it out. Yeah, definitely. 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 So, I'd like to thank our new subscribers. Thanks for coming along. Drop us a line. Tell hey, us how you found job. us. I'd like to know uh, where you found us and uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the share. We have many reviews over on TikTok. They're about 30 seconds. Uh, if you want to just get a recap, I'm going through all the old ones and uh, we'll see what I happens. I love that you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I slack a little bit. They're getting up there. <laughs> That's cool. So be sure to check us out next week when we bring you more of something else because we're going to be bouncing in and out of the Star Trek universe yeah. so we don't burn ourselves out if possible. We'll see. <laughs> It's possible. Star Wars did a number on me after 11 yeah. movies in a row. So there's <laughs> only five worth of shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is other six that were some white, white people. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. This so we will catch you next dumb. week. What's that? So this is new nerd dumb. New nerd dumb. Yeah. New nerd. nerd I can't even say it. Nerd, yeah. I had a hard time. <laughs> Sounds better in my head. Right, right, right. (laughs) Have a good night. We'll catch you later. (laughs) 